in a world where frauds and scams can be disguised as legitimate opportunities and anyone can be a self-proclaimed business expert. Who do you trust? Before you invest time or money, listen in to make sure your business is in the clear. Welcome to the In The Clear Podcast. I am your host, Justin Reckla, and today we are speaking with the CEO and founder of Divine Human Ventures, Angel Rebo. Um, Angel has been in business for uh, 30 some odd years. He's uh, known as the CEO confidant, and he is helping businesses bridge the gap between their local market and the global economy. So if you're a business owner that's trying to expand into the global arena, uh, you definitely want to pay attention to uh, this this interview today, as well as Angel is doing some amazing things in the world uh, by giving back and, and helping train young entrepreneurs in Latin America. Uh, we connect with Angel at an event out in San Diego, um, and he is doing a lot of good in the world, and I'm super excited to have him on the show. So please help me welcome Angel Rebo to the show. Angel, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, your kind words. You're very generous. Thank you. <laughs> well, Angel, you are, you are by far the, the definition of, of generosity. The uh, the work that you're doing in the world, not not only with businesses, but with the young entrepreneurs that, that you're out there teaching and promoting entrepreneurship is uh, one just hands down kudos because that is such an undertaking. Um, and I know it's one of your passions that, that you are um, really a driving force in Latin America for that education. Can you, can, you, uh, can you share a little bit about what you're doing and what you're about? Of course, of course. So the name of the organization of the foundation is Wisdom for Kids. And what we do is we help underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using the local resources. You know, throughout my life, as you said before, I've been traveling so much for so many years to so many countries, both in the Latin America and in Europe, that eventually, I, you know, I, came very, I became very familiar with the different levels of poverty and de develop, development of the different countries. I personally lived in Latin America for more than 10 years, and I was able to see poverty all over the place all the time. So as I was helping so many entrepreneurs and corporations with their businesses, at the same time, I was facing the challenges of kids that would come to me and would try to sell their services or their products and not always in the, let's say, in the best conditions possible. So, mm -hmm. you know, in 2015, I had this amazing revelation in which, you know, everything that I had done throughout my life came together. And it was very clear to me that I had to use, you know, all, all the talents I was given, all the experience I had and all my geographic, you know, and cultural differences to start helping all those kids become entrepreneurs in Latin America. That's, um, that, that's, that's absolutely amazing. And, and I know prior to the show, we were talking and uh, you've done business in 33 countries. Correct. <laughs> 33 countries. Folks, exactly. that, 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 I don't know about you, but that's a lot of different countries to be doing business in. Um, and that, that's absolutely amazing. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about uh, why people call you the CEO confidant. Yes, they call me the CEO confidant because, you know, what I share with them is, uh, you know, it's typically or it's definitely, you know, business strategies and tactics that are not that fully available for everybody. Um, international and going, you know, bridging this gap to go international 
you know, and gaining this exposure and this expansion means that you have to go through different, uh, different, let's say, discomfort zones. Because when you go internationally, you know, you think of going to different areas in which they have a different culture. The business are actually driven by different, uh, you know, uh, in different ways. The, the business are run uh, following different strategies and tactics. Mm-hmm. And, also, and also, when you do business in a different area, you tend to be concerned about, you know, what's going to happen to my corporation, legally speaking. Uh, will I be able to really, you know, being able to tackle all those hurdles? Will I be able to find the right people to do business with me? Will I be able to speak the same language that I'm able to speak locally? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so companies knowing my experience, they come to me and they help, they ask me for help so that I can use my experience and I can use my already developed network of uh, business partners in Europe and Latin America to, you know, to expand their businesses. Awesome. And in, in your experience, who's, um, what, what kind of business is really ripe for expanding globally right now? Well, it's uh, every single company that thinks that is leaving money on the table. They have made such a big effort to develop those products and those services. They already have all those assets and they think that they have already like touched a particular ceiling. They cannot really sell more, but they are sure and certain that there will, there will be international consumers that they would be able to benefit from the same values, from the same assets that they have already developed. My experience is that it really, the companies and CEOs that come to me are not different. Let's say it's not a specific industries, but specific CEOs. It really depends or comes down to the mindset of the CEO. If the CEO really thinks that, you know, I'm going to be able to deliver value to that particular market, those millions of different users or consumers in that particular economy, then it's worth the right. It really depends on the mindset. It doesn't mm-hmm. depend on the company or in the industry. I, I completely um, agree with that. That it's it's that's you have to have a certain mindset to be able to take on a, a challenge of growing globally like that, um, and that is uh, it's something so new to a lot of different people. Um, so who so who are your who are your favorite type of businesses to work with? Mm-hmm. They're typically they're typically CEOs that run businesses that they they might have had some. Uh, international connections before. So they have been in that particular area, mm. maybe as tourists, maybe they have some friends that have been there before. Second, they are sure that, you know, expansion and growth is kind of their obsession. They want to take risks, but they want to take, to take calculated risks. Mm-hmm. They, want, they, 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 they know that they have to change. They know that they have to, they have to embrace additional challenges to grow their businesses and to be able to not to leave you know, money or cash on the table, but also being able to diversify, diversify the risk in the domestic market. So those are typically the, the CEOs that come to me. I have to say also that, you know, I, <clears throat> when I talk to the CEOs, I use terms. And if you ask me what's the number one lesson I've learned with the CEOs, what are the successful CEOs? I would say those who use extensively acceptance. Acceptance is a big thing. The CEOs mm. I work with, they typically think that you know, working with their local teams, working with their external consumers, customers, and partners 
using acceptance, using or knowing that everybody brings differences to the table. Everybody might have different ways of seeing the business, but at the end of the day, they both or they all together want to bring a particular value to the market or to the consumer. Those are, those are the CEOs, the CEOs that believe in cooperation and collaboration. Those are the CEOs that tend to be extremely successful when they are going international. I, I love, I absolutely love that because that goes really, that goes hand in hand with um, one of the concepts that we, that we preach about and that is uh, transparency. So I, my, my next question is transparency international. How, how does that play into the business arena? So as soon as we start discussing about how to go to a particular area, or even when we start discussing which area is going to be the best area for me to go internationally, speaking of uh, CEOs, you know, we started talking about, uh, and I bring to the table my, let's say my knowledge about particular markets. So I personally go, I really believe that the main difference between companies succeeding and maybe not being so successful internationally is if they are willing, really willing to personally go to those particular places. So number one, I sit down with them, we discuss which, which areas that we want to go to. And I personally ask them to go with me to those particular areas to make sure that those are the areas in which we want to go. And we meet with local partners. So what I'm trying to say, Justin, is that it's extremely important that those collaboration relationships are developed face to face, are developed by trust, shaking hands, and working hand in hand in developing a strategy for the local market. I, 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 I absolutely love that, that, that relationship piece. A lot of times some, some of the pushback that we get around the transparency piece is um, that it doesn't help establish relationships. And it's not true because especially what you're talking about here in the face-to-face -face portion of it, that transparency piece is so much easier to see when you're face to face because you can actually then get to see and see how the person responds see how they interact see how they how they uh how they handle questions see how they uh operate under pressure and that's uh, that is so part uh so, such a big part of the the transparency piece and the fact that you are able to walk your clients through that when when they're expanding into new areas is uh is huge so um mm -hmm. I, you know there's there's a lot of people that won't even take that leap, but knowing that they've got somebody like you that can help bridge that gap is, is, is gigantic. Thank you. And let me tell you a very specific example. I remember helping a company um, expand internationally. And in that particular area, there were many partners, so many companies, independent companies that were helping this specific American company to, to go to that area and expand the business. And I, I use a very controversial approach because collaboration is everything for me. And as you said, transparency is, is, you know, is one, of the, one of the qualities. I would bring all the different partners in that particular geographic area, all those partners together. I will bring all the business development force, the sales people, the inside sales people, the directors, the managers. I would bring everybody together to a weekend, to a weekend all together for sharing experiences and deciding how we were going to support that American company to go to that area. And you know, in the beginning, the owners of those partners would say, oh my goodness, are you really sure that you want to bring us and you are going to ask us before anybody else how we are going to 
you know, develop business altogether. <laughs> can, can you imagine that, Justin? But, you know, the funny thing is, as soon as they try, as soon as they test the model, as soon as they see each other, that there's a higher good, which is eventually, you know, the, 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 the corporation that we are helping expand the business, you know, they all forget about that. You know, when they see the value, when they see that we're all together for developing that business and adding value to the names of the, or, or to the, to those corporations or to those consumers, then everybody forgets. And, you know, <laughs> all the defenses go down immediately. Yeah. I love that. And that's yeah. how it work. Yeah. That's um, that, that, that kind of connection is, is neat. And that's one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on our show Thank you. Uh, is, is because of that connection that you have. I know that, uh, there was an immediate bond and immediate connection between uh, what you're doing and um, and the, tr the clear business directory and and even bigger than that, um, uh, my nine year old my well, good night nine year old my eight year old daughter she just had her birthday um, uh, with with her mission as well and uh, with what you're doing in the education of uh, young 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 entrepreneurs in Latin America I think that's huge um, and. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit further because I know we talked about um, the three pillars that you have. Uh, so real quick, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking about Transparency International and the three pillars of business with Angel Rivo. We'll be right back. Are you an entrepreneur who speaks at conferences? Have you attended a conference and seen someone on stage you know is guilty of bad business practices? If you want to stand out from the crowd and give your prospective clients peace of mind, then make sure your business is in the clear directory. All of our members operate in transparency and are screened annually for frauds and scams. Stand out from the crowd and get in the clear directory. Visit clearbusinessdirectory.com forward slash join to sign up today. Welcome back to the In The Clear podcast, where we're talking about Transparency International and the three pillars of business with the CEO, confidant, and founder of Divine Human Ventures, Angel Rebo. Welcome back, Angel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. So, Angel, I know we prior to, uh, prior to the break, we were talking about how um, you are really helping bridge the gap for uh, businesses that want to go from the local or state economy to a uh, to a global economy. So, can you? And we touched about touched on it a little bit. Can you go over a little bit uh, a little bit more in depth about how you're doing things differently in your industry? Absolutely. So um, maybe I should start like mentioning what those three pillars are. Perfect. When Let's I go, start when there. I go. Awesome. Thank you. So when I go when I help a company bridge that gap for global expansion and exposure. Number one thing we do together is we actually identify what are the cultural differences between the area, the domestic market, in this case, the US or maybe Canada, and the market where we want to go. There's always those differences. I mean, societies, even if they are you know, pretty close geographically, are completely different. They come from a different social and historical reality. And that, make, that means that there, there are many different drivers which, which make those, this culture, this market different. And it's extremely, extremely important that when we go there as a company, as a corporation, as a startup, as an entrepreneur, we respect, fully respect and understand those cultural differences. That would be pillar number one. Pillar number two is identifying 
local partners that will go together with us to do business in that country. Mm-hmm. You know, some people try to go there by themselves. Some people try to, you know, we're going to be opening an office and we're going to be um, hiring some local people. I think that the right approach is going th- through and with those local companies or entrepreneurs that already know the market, already know, the, you know, the society, the culture, and already know the areas in which we want to expand our business. That's, that's brilliant because there's no need to recreate the wheel in a new area. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we start building on that trust. Yeah, on leveraging that. that yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I already have all those corporations in all those countries because it's been so many years, it's been 19 years already. So I've been able to develop those relationships with these local uh, partners. And in most of those markets, also, I was, I was in the news pretty often when I was in, that, in, in those areas. So uh, I have to say that a lot of people know me. So for me, developing those new relationships or being able to find those new partners is extremely easy. But that's crucial. That's extremely important. And also, you have to remember, we're talking about corporations or entrepreneurs that obviously they, they are, you know, uh, they are conscious about how much they invest. So if they're using local partners, local actors in those uh, geographies, obviously their, you know, their costs are not going to be so significant. So it's a win-win for everybody. We develop that relationship of trust. We start understanding the business. We trust that they, they already have those relationships with their local clients developed. And we start working together to add this additional value that we bring onto the table into their market. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's perfect. I mean, I just love it. Fantastic. And, w- and what's the third pillar? Exactly. So, you know, besides identifying the cultural differences and identifying the local partners, you know, the sharing of the cake is being able to notice what are those business strategies and tactics that work for developing business and generating revenue in that economy. Now, besides cultural differences, cultural differences at the end of the day translate onto certain, you know, etiquette certain you know habits in the business world and i was i have been able to do that as well i have been able to learn about what those business drivers those business strategies and tactics are for developing business adequately so to give you an example in not in every country you reach out to c-level executives the same way not in every country the c-level executives meet at the same places to network not the, not, at the, not at every country or area those ceos actually are willing to have the same kind of discussion or conversation with you. And this is the third pillar. This is the third value that that bring to the equation when I help entrepreneurs and corporations to internationalize their business. Fantastic. And can you, can you summarize those three pillars again? Absolutely. Number one, identifying together, which are the cultural difference, cultural differences with this area that we want to expand the business to number two, identify those local partners that we're going to be business, business together with. And number three, what are the business tactics and strategies that work well in that particular area for developing business and generating revenue? What's really neat is that there are more and more businesses that are realizing that you know, the world is not as big as it used to be. And, um, and, and yeah, with the advent of the internet and everything, everything seems to be smaller, but even bigger than that is, um, even if you don't have a company that or a business that relies on the internet, there's a lot of business to be had, a lot of people to help 
with the services or products that, that a business has to offer by going and expanding globally. Um, that, that, that is, that is big. And like you said, there's a lot of, um, opportunity out there. And, and the fact that you work with local business owners and, and local entrepreneurs in the countries in which you're, you're helping your clients expand into is big because now that just, it, that just helps build that ball of collaboration and business gets done faster. It gets done smoother. And it's just, it's all around, um, just an exciting venture that you that you take people on. Exactly, and in a cost-effective way. In yeah. a cost-effective way. Exactly. Which is the magic. I mean, it's the magic. <laughs> you don't have to suddenly imagine an entrepreneur. Let's let's take this example. You know, someone that with a lot of effort for a few years, they have a very successful business, and with maybe two, three, four employees, the rest is subcontractors, and they want to expand internationally. Are they going to invest in three, four sales reps to go to a particular area? Of course not. Yeah, they yeah, rather rely on someone. Not, co not cost effective. Exactly, exactly. And look, and, and what about the risk? What about the risk? This yeah. local partner already has their own CPAs, their own legal, legal team. I mean, they, they have everything. Imagine how much would it take for us that I'm helping this particular entrepreneur, you know, to find a reliable, trustworthy, you know, legal team in that particular area. Oh my God. I mean, it's, it's, it's so powerful. The collaboration method, excuse me, you know, um, a scheme or model is so strong. It's so strong. It's so difficult to, you know, it's so difficult to, to beat that, that, that model. I just, I just love it. It's so, so much a win-win for everybody. Well, it is. And it really, the power of collaboration is, um, is, is absolutely huge. The, um, the old methodologies of business no longer work. And because the world is so small and because we, we are, our belief is that we're just, we're all more powerful together, that you can create a win, win, win all around when you work in collaboration. And that, and I think a lot of times where people get stuck on the collaborative uh, collaboration piece is that they think that means that people are working for free or businesses aren't getting paid. And that's not, the tr that's not true. In collaborative business models, it's everybody wins, everybody gets paid, everybody contributes for the greater good, for the greater cause. And when we work together, everybody wins. And that's just huge. Absolutely. And the market always recognizes the creation of value, always. So it's not only you and your corporation, it's also your partner, local partner or partners. You're all together creating value. The market will always recognize those values always always and will yes. always be willing you know they, they will always be willing to pay for those services or those products always so that's why the model is is uh, you know is, is so um it, it's so good it works so well absolutely and so what is what what's what's one piece of advice that you would give to a new business owner who was uh, maybe just getting started, but they had big dreams of expanding into the global economy. What's, what's what, what piece of advice you can give them? Well, the number one thing is, it, it comes down to, to the mindset, really. Um, you have probably been, you know, working really hard for many years to create the assets and the company that you have already. You're already helping a lot of people locally, but you don't really know what comes next? And maybe you're thinking, oh, you have many different options in your mind. 
have you, so my number one question will be, have you considered expanding your business internationally? That will be number one. And if you have, I mean, what, what made you think that that, that that was a good option? What were the variables? What were the criteria that made you think that that was a good option? Really, the world today, the world today is very small. <laughs> but still, still, the cultural differences, the ways of doing business are different. There's people here to help you, and I can do that for you. So the number one advice is you already have an asset. You have put a lot of work into that asset and into that value that you're delivering to the market. Just think about going internationally. There's a, a big, you know, big chunk of value that you can provide to so many more clients over there. Think, think big, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Think, think big. And, 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 you know, there's all sorts of, you know, different. Um, I remember, you probably know, let me talk about Costa Rica. Costa Rica is, a, is an example of a country that everybody likes to go, right? Probably for, mm. probably for, um, for, for, you know, as a tourist, for, 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 uh, for a vacation. Mm. But, but probably you know that there's many, 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 you know, U.S. Uh, businessmen that have been there, have gone there to also establish like their second residence and they also have established their own business. It's a very good example. They became familiar with the culture. It took, it took a few years to them, but you know, they had realized that they could do business internationally based in there. So uh, it's really much less complicated than people think. You just have to just have, to have the right partners to go there. Well, and knowing somebody like yourself who can, who they can leverage the relationships that you already have established in those countries that you've been in. Oh, absolutely. That, that's yeah. huge. That's huge. So I, I want to operate in full transparency here, folks. We are uh, in the clear business directory. We've met people. Um, I've met, I've met Angel Rebo and um, absolutely love him as a person, but Angel, what is one important question that somebody should be asking you before they hire your business. What is, what are the specific results that you with your international expansion tactics, tactics and strategy, are you going to provide my business with? Awesome. That, that's, that oh, is yeah. absolutely, that's, that's fantastic. And so what are the deliverables, right? What are, how are you going specific to results? Exactly. Let's measure them. Let's yeah. write them down. I mean, let's write them down. I mean, again, it's very clear. You know, uh, I only work on the grounds of trust. I only work with people that really want to make a difference in the world. So, you know, I think that everything starts and ends with results. You know, I would love to uh, over deliver and over a shift. Let's do that together. So yeah, I think it's extremely important to do that in the beginning of a business relationship. And I do that all the time. Yeah, that's beautiful. That is, that's absolutely beautiful. That, that due diligence piece is, um, you know, there's a lot of people that will just want to operate off of, um, you know, their, their, their supposed business history or, Hey, it's on my website. But the fact that you're able to come up and say, Hey, look, I'm willing to answer questions for you. Um, and, and willing to operate in transparency that, 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 that piece is, is huge. Absolutely huge. Anjo, can you, can you, um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about your, um, your philanthropy, you're, you're, you're giving back to young entrepreneurs. How, how did you, first off, how did you come up with the idea to um, start teaching entrepreneurship to young, to young youngsters in Latin America? So I, I was born, I was born in, in, you know, near Barcelona. Uh, and my, my mom was a teacher. 
I remember going to those meetings in the area in which she, she had been a teacher when I grew up. And I remember all her students remembering her and telling her stories. As I grew up, uh, I very, very, uh, very fast started to be exposed to kids. And when I moved to Latin America in 2001, every time I was going to see one of my clients, visit one of my clients, typically were manufacturing companies. They were most likely in the suburban areas. They were in the, in the rural areas. Uh, and I, I would go there and I would meet, I would see all those kids around those areas that were just waiting for someone you know, to arrive to those premises. And they would offer all sorts of you know, products and services, chewing gums or tacos or you know, sandwiches, or just to clean my, wind, my, my windscreen, for instance. Mm -hmm. you know, so you know, that started in 2001. And um, you know, one, one of my sisters is also a teacher. Two of my nieces are teachers. And all the time, all the time, all the time, I felt extremely you know, sensitive and more sensitive about what was going around me. I had a very prosperous business, but these kids were living really in, in underprivileged circumstances. So it was 2015, and it really came like, like as, a, as a revelation. Uh, I was, again, I was working so hard, so hard that I, I was being late home. I, I had to have left from, from, I was in Mexico that time, and I wanted to go to back home. That Friday, I couldn't do it. It was a Saturday. And I had a revelation. I started to cry like a baby. And, and all those different ideas and things that I had done throughout my life, why did I have to be exposed so much into, into poverty? Why did I have to go to so many remote areas in Latin America? Why did I have to develop so many relationships with so many people at many different levels in the entire continent? That, you know, I, it was very clear to me that I had to take care of those kids. I personally believe, that's, that's a belief, obviously, not everybody has to be in agreement with me. I believe that nature and the planet and the universe is, is, is prosperous, is abundant. I think that just with the planet itself, we really have enough to make a living, all of us. That's why I thought, you know, all those kids that are so far away from, from you know, the, the cities, all those kids, if they just someone taught them, told them that they could start building their businesses using their local resources and start learning a few things about how to become entrepreneurs, how to become their own bosses, that would change their life completely. So in 2015, after that revelation, I reached out to a couple of extremely competent, competent uh, guys in, in, in Mexico. It was actually Mr. Salvador Camacho, son and father. And, you know, they had this amazing knowledge, not only of Mexico, but of the entire Latin America. They had written textbooks for schools uh, for 49 years. Wow. That's the kind of team wow. I had working with me. So for two years, we were designing what was the best curricula for those kids. Wow. And we came up with a very high level of energy, high level of energy, you know, workshop. Mm -hmm. Don't, I mean, when people come to see those, those workshops, they, they think, are you, are you crazy or what? So, <laughs> I mean, we jump, we play, we sing, we work out. I mean, we, we do all sorts of weird things, but we move so much. And we bring the energy of those kids up to the roof. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Uh, it's extremely, obviously, as you can imagine, uh, I mean, what we get, we as, as volunteers in Wisdom for Kids, after you know, seeing all those kids uh, learning 
you know, what is an asset? You know, uh, what are, you know, <laughs> what are the four crown, you know, the four quadrants following, you know, you know Robert mm -hmm. Kiyosaki's yeah. uh, philosophy, you know, uh, that they can be entrepreneurs uh, working uh, at the company, uh, that they, that, you know, all the professions are good, that, you know, being a fireman is great, that being a, a nurse is fantastic, that, you know, they are surrounded by stones, by roots, by leaves, by <laughs> all those herbs, all those things around them, that they just have to be, you know, sensitive enough to go there, collect them and do something specific with them so, and being, yeah, put them available to the rest. Sorry, I'm being very long on my explanation. No, no, it's, no it's all good. <laughs> like, it's all good. It's, you, can t you can definitely tell it's something that you are um, absolutely oh, yeah. passionate about. Oh, yeah. um, and, and so where, what's your next upcoming um, uh, venture with the, uh, with the educational stuff? What are you doing yes. next? Exactly. So the next thing I'm doing is we, we number one, my goal number one for my nonprofit is to reach really as soon as possible hundreds of thousands of kids. We started in January. We have already touched the lives of hundreds of kids, but we want to really expand. We're using a, a network of volunteers throughout the continent. We want to really Fantastic. do this big, big time. So that's the number one thing, reach hundreds of thousands in, as opposed to only the hundred. And that's possible with the model that we have in place. The number two thing is um, we, we are engaging now mostly with the kids. But we, we are, the second stage is engaging with the, with the parents. The parents obviously are extremely important in the lives of those kids. Maybe it's not the parents, but it's the, guard, the legal guardians. But, you know, we engage with them and we make sure that they receive also the education that they need. And number three, stage number three, is mentoring and coaching those kids and their families to build a real business, you know, I mean, a legal business within 12 months. So every time we start our workshop, the initial workshop, we identify already kids and families that could be good, good candidates for becoming entrepreneurs. And then we are extremely practical. You know, we, everybody that wants to be, we are there for them. And our network of volunteers are there for them. So that's next, you know, making sure that those kids eventually have their own business. I absolutely love it. And, um, Folks, we've been talking about Transparency International and the three pillars of business with Angel Rebo. Angel, where, um, where can people go to find out more about what you're doing? Thank you. Absolutely. About my business, they can go to the, the CEO Confidant, the CEO Confidant, one word, dot com. And to know more about my uh, foundation, Wisdom for Kids, they can go to Wisdom for Kids, Wisdom for Kids dot today. Fantastic. They will find everything there. Mm -hmm. Wisdom for kids today. Wisdom for kids dot today. Exactly. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, Angel, you are, um, you yourself are a pillar of business. You are putting so much good out into the world and, and, and helping, uh, helping youth become entrepreneurs and changing not only their, their, their life, but helping them change the world um, as they bring their creativity to fruition. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you, and thank you for allowing me to, you know, expose uh, my work uh, to the world, and you know, allowing me to to help CEOs to expand their businesses. At the end of the day, I'm sure it's also going to have a great impact on the economies of this of 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 Latin America in particular, because you know, there's 81 million people, 81 million people, 81 million kids in Latin America which are which aren't 
you know, relieving poverty. So everything helps. Everything helps. That really helps. Exactly. Exactly. Well, folks, again, we've been talking to Andre Rebo, the CEO confidant. We've been talking to him about in Transparency International and the three pillars of business. You can find him at theceoconfidant.com. Angel, thank you so much for being on the show. And folks, until next time, make sure you, before you get involved with anybody, make sure that business is in the clear. If you or your business has been ripped off by a fraud or scam, visit InTheClearPodcast.com and let us know.